Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. So those joining us online, welcome. Plus all the people joining us in all the 70 locations, thank you for being with us. Plus the hosting centers and uh, yeah, even those who are watching from home in the kitchen, in the lounge, someone is watching on the road, uh, God bless you. And we have people joining us on Spirit TV, Spirit FM, and later on Rest TV and all the other radio stations where we are. Thank you for being part of this uh, ministry that way. Now, everyone gets played. What we are talking about really is discipleship. There is a bad way in which we have embraced Christianity. Okay, not you who are here. Some people out there. Which says that you go set up this church, becomes huge, and then there is this one specialist who knows everything in the Bible. And they are supposed to tell everyone everything. And the rest of the people, what do they do? Iron your clothes on Saturday night. Put them on, come, sit down, as if this is a a stadium, cheer on the preacher as they do the role, and then go home. Ah, ah, we are going to stop that. In fact, we have long stopped that. Uh, Jaira MC, are they still here? Jaira MC. Oh, they have escaped to Bugolobi immediately. So you see these kind of stories. If we were doing this thing of the pastor, it's as if he's the Holy Spirit. He's the one who does all the work. Would you, would you have heard these stories? I, I don't even know where their MC meets. And I've not been to Kiseni where they are distributing soap. Plus the five, 35 children who are going to garage. But do you know why all of that is happening? Because in this ministry, we believe that everyone gets to play. It's not just the pastors. It's not just the band. I thought when I talk about the band, I would strum something. There's this band. This band. It's not just the band. Wow. It's not just a few people. We can't change the world when we relegate it to a few people. It's everyone. I can't come and feed the people in your neighborhood. You're the one to do that. I can't come and love your workmates. You are the one to do that. I don't even know your workmates. Every one of us has a phone and there are people in your phone book. Okay, the numbers. The numbers in your phone book are not the same as the numbers in my phone book. So if I'm to send an encouragement, it will not reach the people in your phone book. You are the one to send the encouragement for each of the people in your phone book. That's the whole heart behind this whole thing of everyone gets to play. I refuse to lead the church of observers. 
God didn't call me to do that. That's why I preach the way I do. Yeah, and people usually they feel like, ah, let me go somewhere else where I can sit and just be fed. Ah, no. Hmm. Yeah. What happens when you eat, eat, eat and don't exercise? Yeah, it starts becoming unhealthy. And quite frankly, the wider majority of the body of Christ is unhealthy. Because they can quote even the apocrypha, but they've never led anyone to Christ. In this church, everyone gets to play. I'm telling you. It's not even how I start a plan to start. I'm supposed to have started nicely, sweetly, and I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. I can continue like this. Ah, are you enjoying? So, are you ready to play your part? There's a scripture in uh, Ephesians chapter 4. It's not our main text. I'm going to go there to ours, but I'm trying to lay the, the foundation for the intent. Ephesians chapter 4, it must be what? Verse 16, thereabouts. If you give me verse 16, I'll understand whether I'm too far or too close. Okay, I'm too far. Go back to 12. Okay, 11. Uh-huh. You think you can read? For he himself, uh-huh, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Okay, who gave? Christ, Jesus. So there are people in the church called apostles. You may have gone to a church where they told you those no longer exist. They are there. In fact, someone thought the epistles were the wives of the apostles, but that's for another day. So, yeah, there are some people called apostles, there are people called prophets, there are people called evangelists, and there are people called pastors and teachers. Amen. Now, the next verse is very important, and it tells you what they are there to do. What are they there to do? Let's read. One, two, we go. For the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So, who gets to do the work of ministry? Is it the apostles? Is it the pastors? Ah, people here don't even. Okay, the answer is no. So, shout it with confidence. Is it the apostles? Is it the pastors? Is it the evangelists? Is it the, the teachers? Is it the prophets? Who gets to do the work of ministry? The saints. And in case you're confused about who those are, if you are born again, you are a saint. Just look at your neighbor and say, Hi, saint, and then say the name. Saint Gloria, Saint Jonathan. Saint Quaker doesn't quite sound correct, but we have to, you know, yeah, truth versus fact. So, Saint Quaker, no, he's a good man. So, who gets to do the work of ministry? The saints, you. Now, because I'm also a saint, I also get to do some work of ministry. But 
everyone gets to play. I know that. What does this say in the next verse? Next verse. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. There is nothing like the pastor has to be mature in Christ to this level and everyone else can be immediate in the spirit. No. It doesn't say till all the pastors and the apostles come to the fullness of Christ. No. It's till we all come. Everything that your pastor does, you're supposed to do it, supersede it. Because look, even your pastor is not yet at the fullness of the stature of Christ. But that's your calling to get to to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That means that's higher than your pastor. Everyone gets to play. Everyone get, that's worship harvest. Everyone, let me tell you, if you want to kick back, relax, do nothing, this is a bad church for you. Yeah. This is not a good church for you. This is a church for world changers. People who are shifting something in the classroom, in the office, in the home in the extended family on the road in the city in the business at the workplace that's why church begins on Monday Sunday is garage time why everyone gets to play Ah, next next that we should no longer be children That we should no longer be children. Can I tell you one of the characteristics of children? They don't produce. They don't reproduce. Mm. They don't reproduce. Maturity in Christ is not about longevity of salvation. You may have been saved for the last 20 years, but if you can't show me your disciples and the disciples of your disciples, and the disciples of the disciples of the disciples of your disciples you are still a child maturity in Christ is not about how long you've been saved you should be able to tell me you see those people there I raised them then you see that other group there those people raised them then the other group like that but you know what has happened in the church? We've relegated it to the pastor. We, we pay the pastor to be the professional Christian on behalf of everyone else. We think this is a football club. You pay the players to play for you. You see, in a football club, not everyone gets to play. Yeah, you just support the players and pay them highly so they can play for you against the other guys. But the church is not a football club. The church is a body. What happens if in your body all the other parts say, uh uh-uh, the head thinks it should not, only the one be thinking, okay, for us we have chucked. No walking, no shaking, no digesting. That's not a good situation. 
So we can't allow it in the church. Hey! Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. It's very complicated English, but you can tell that it's not a good thing. And why? Because people are not getting to play. I found out something, and it's true, because if I agreed with you, we would both be wrong. I found out that the only way to continue to grow in Christ is to serve. Yeah. All the people who want to quote for us the maps, you know the maps? Those who use analog Bibles, they are maps at the end. They quote from contents to maps, but they are not actively involved. They are actually not very good Christians. Yeah. You can't grow by sitting. Yeah, you can't you can't develop your muscles by sitting down. You have to use them. Otherwise they atrophy. That's the same with your spiritual life. So you end up deceived, uh, tricked, and carried about. Why do people run from church to church? Because they are not involved in ministry. You see, when you are not involved, you will just come to find out what doesn't make you happy, so you go somewhere else. And also there, you find out what doesn't make you happy, and then you go somewhere else. It's not actually a good sign when you change churches too frequently. Yeah. In my life, I think I've belonged to three churches all my life. This being like the third. Or may fourth, maybe fourth. All the others were Anglican churches until I, I came here. So you could argue two churches. <laughs> So when you, you, you see now, because of my current role, I can't wake up and say, I didn't like the songs. I'm looking for a church. What a shock. Just look straight, because your neighbor may start thinking you're looking at them. Verse 15. But speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ next from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes the growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love every joint every part give us the New Living Translation and later on the Passion Translation. In fact, first give us the Amplified Classic, then New Living Translation, then uh, what's that one? Passion Translation. Ampsi. For because of him, the whole body, the church in all its various parts, closely joined and firmly knit together by the joints and ligaments with which it is supplied when each part with power adapted to its need 
is working properly in all its functions grows to the full maturity building itself up in love. I would like this church worship of Esnaria and all their locations to grow to full maturity. How do you grow to full maturity? Every part is doing its share. And he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Full of love. You know some of you, you may be here and you didn't even have dinner. Or you walked here. Or you don't know where your lunch is going to come from. You know how, what doesn't work if I'm the one to solve all those things? Because first of all, I will not know. But when you are part of a mission or community, someone knows. And someone can do something about it. And love is a doing word. For his body has been formed in his image and his clothes are joined together and constantly connected as one. And every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. And as these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body, not just part of the body, we are built up and made perfect in love. Wow. Everyone gets to play. Second Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. We are going to read them together. Then I'll make three points and we'll explain and we'll close. Fair enough. One, two, we read. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Mm. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Mm. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Mm. Thank you, Father, for your word. Um, our hearts are open, our minds are alert. For the interest of your word brings light in Jesus' name. Amen. I said three points, but there may be four. Yeah. So point one. If you take me to verse one, that's where point one is. It's rare that you start from the end. Yeah. Those of you who write from the right to the left in another language. Yeah. So you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So let me make the four points quickly. Then I will explain. I told you in everyone gets to play. We're talking about discipleship. In discipleship, there is spiritual parenting. Okay, that's why Paul calls Timothy his son. So, spiritual parenting also means there is spiritual. Childrening. I'm going to shed more light on it. Okay? So, that's the first thing that has to be recognized by all the parties involved. And I'll tell you why it is important. Okay? So, one, in, in discipleship, 
a relationship let me put it this way you must convert your relationship with whoever is discipling you to one of a spiritual parent you the one being discipled you are the one who is supposed to convert the person discipling you can't do that they will be trying to dominate you if they did that it has to be the one being discipled who deliberately converts as I told you I will explain okay now the second point which is also in verse 1 is that everyone has certain graces grace is divine enabling is when God does something through you that other people can't quite explain because you don't look like you are able to do it that's grace okay and you can be strong in that grace and since they are urging him to be strong it also implies you can be weak in the grace of God that's point two now thus far all the points look completely disconnected but that's why there is a preacher to connect them so point one discipleship involves spiritual parenting point two you possess certain graces and you can be weak or strong point three which is in verse two the way to be strong in those graces is to teach people what you've been taught and teach only faithful people who are able to teach others in other words in point three we are saying you can multiply the grace of God through teaching in fact you know what Uh, even my mind is getting clearer uh, about this so I may even go through the points again with clearer language but you can keep writing what was point two you have certain graces you can be weak or strong point three you, you multiply the graces through discipling or teaching discipling is teaching okay point four the only one I'm going to correct is point one to make it clearer in, in light of all this point four which is in the next verse endure hardness as a good soldier of Christ point four is for the multiplication to happen there has to be military grade discipline mm. for the multiplication to happen there has to be military grade discipline okay now point one let me now that we've gone through the points let me shed light on point one Here is how I'm going to put it. Sonship gives you access to certain graces. Mm. If you want to rewrite with grace as the dominant line, 
sonship gives you access to certain graces. That's one. Two, you can be strong or weak in that grace. Three, you multiply that grace through discipleship. Several generations of discipleship. Four, for you to succeed in that, there must be military grade discipline. So it's quite a paradoxical text where you start in family and end up in the army. So you are thinking, what are we doing here? Are we family? Are we military? We are both. We are a fighting family. Yeah, we don't fight each other, no. We... When, other, when some people when they are family and fighting they can immediately think about their family <clears throat> so what is point one sonship gives you access to certain graces point two you can be weak or strong in that grace point three you multiply that grace through multi-generational discipleship add multi-generational in it and then point four, to succeed, you need military-grade discipline. You shouldn't be a military person, but you need to be disciplined like a soldier. I believe I'm preaching okay, right? Do you want us to repeat the points? Even the people on the projection are about to do the list for us. Point one, <laughs> sonship gives you access to certain graces point two you can be weak or strong in that grace point three to multiply that grace you need multi-generational discipleship and then point four to succeed you need military grade discipline now you can doze if you like dozing because now I'm going to explain the details but at least you have the skeleton. But also you can do military great discipline. Now Paul is telling Timothy, you therefore my son, verse 1, verse 1, you therefore my son be strong in the grace of his Christ. Now he's calling him his son but he's not really his biological son. Timothy had a father. He came from a town called Lystra. That's where Paul found him. He got converted. He circumcised him. And they started moving together. And over time, as they served together in the gospel and endured all the hardships together, he became like a son to him. And this sonship of Timothy to Paul gave Timothy access to the grace of gospel ministry and expansion which otherwise he did not have access to at home in Lystra. Am I making sense? If you become, you know, the Bible says, he who pampers his servant huh, from childhood, give me that verse, it's in Proverbs, will soon have him for a son. 
will have him as a son in the end. If, if you go and work at Vine Pharmacies, okay, and you work so well, because I'm told there they work so well, and you work so well that you go from just being an employee to almost a son or a daughter in the what? In the business. Eh? You will find that you become you, you, you become a, a, you take the grace of pharmaceuticals upon your life. You become so good at it. You know what the medicines are, where they are made, how they are sold, what they solve. It is, it is, and over, in the end you may even run your own shop in the, in the business family if you like, right? Now here is what's shocking. Where you come from, your mother and your father, maybe they know nada, nothing about medicines. But now here you are an expert at medicines. So in a sense, it's as if you walked into a grace that was not there where you come from. That's why I'm saying that sonship gives you access to certain graces. Our sonship to God, the Father, has given us access to salvation, to a grace called eternal life. Because where you come from, there is no eternal life. <laughs> yeah, you are a child of Adam, down, 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 no eternal life. That's why those guys, they are not here anymore. But then you tapped into a family that has been there for, from the beginning. Okay, from before the beginning. He says in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God through him, all things were create, made, nothing that was made was made without him. Now that's the family you come into. And he says he's the first among many brethren. And now, ah, we start talking eternal life. How did you get eternal life? Did you work yourself into it? No. You accepted to be part of a family that has the grace of eternal life. I hope I'm not talking to giraffes. Huh? I hope I'm not talking too high up here and the sheep are down. A man called Elisha was a businessman. His father was called Shaphat. If you, there are not too many Shaphats in the Bible. If you put in your search engine S H A P H A T, he will show up. He's the father of Elisha. So what is it that what is it that they are good at in their home? Uh, agriculture. So they had 12 yoke of oxen, digging. Maybe they even used to hire them out. They're like, ah, the rains have come. Who do you think would be a good person to help me clear the land? I just call Elisha. The Shafat family are really good at that stuff. I know some of you read your Bible so plainly you don't get much entertainment out of them. That's why I'm here. 
<laughs> and so here is Elisha, you know, uh, Shafat and Sons Agricultural Mechanization Limited, Company Limited. Hey, some of you need to move into mechanization. So, life is going good until a guy called Elijah shows up. And you know Elijah, the way they introduced him, eh? it's like he, he almost has no lineage. Hey, he just shows up and things are happening. He's a prophet. So he throws his mantle on him. And what does Elisha do? He goes home, tells the dad, I'm, I'm off this, I've dissolved the business. They boiled the oxen, ate, and he left, started walking, following this guy who used to have funny dressing. Complex fellow. He could just disappear and you're looking for him, he can't be found. He's called Elijah. Now, so he walks with him. By the time Elijah is being taken up in the whirlwind, if you can find that scripture, what was Elisha's cry? My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and the horsemen thereof. But he has a father called Shaphat. But because he has converted his relationship with who? Elijah from the dude who dresses funny and harasses kings and says things and killed Baal's prophets and I also don't click him. But he stayed with him long enough to convert the relationship. And so, what grace did Elijah, Elisha have access to? The ministry of, of the prophet. And do you know why we read about him today? Not because of the agriculture. Yeah, the prophet. No. Eli Elisha, you don't know. Are there people here called Elisha? By, they named you Elisha. Can I see your name? Your hand if, if, do we have an Elisha in the house? Oh yes, we have an Elisha. Thank you. So you can put your hand down. Now you see, he wasn't named Elisha because of the agriculture. He wasn't named Elisha because of the 12 yoke of oxen. The only reason he's called Elisha is because the man moved into the grace of the prophet Elijah. He was converted. So up to today, thousands of years later, people still name their children Elisha. Because Elisha moved into sonship to Elijah. Are there any Timothys here? Timothy. Timothys. Yeah. You see, they, these are not called Timothy because of what was happening in Lystra at Timothy's dad's home. It was because of Paul that we have people called Timothy. Now, David was a shepherd. The business in their home was keeping sheep. Remember that? What was his dad's name? Jesse. Remember Jesse? You know, in this church, you are allowed to say something. Yeah, including yes. yes. 
and generally being excited and alive. So Jesse has a son called David. All they know is keeping sheep. They are called shepherds. And then Samuel anointed him to be king. And then what did David have to do? He went and started serving Saul. Because Saul was the king. He was done with the anointing for kingship. With the grace of national leadership. Now, he was not an easy guy to serve. Not at all. Can you imagine you're trying to serve someone and their whole ideal is to kill you? What? What? But David, he navigated the relationship. And when he met him, he said, my father, who has told you that I want to harm you? And then he said, is that you, is that you my son, David? Is that you my son, David? And he says, I now know you shall be king in my place. How did David get into that grace? Through sonship. Now you don't have to use those exact words. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, but I'm telling you, you can't, if you go work in a company that does electricals, until you convert your heart to being a son in quotes in the company, it's likely you will never inherit electrical work as something that you can even eventually pass on to your own physical children. Yeah, because you'll always be there ready to go try out potatoes and then I don't know what. Yeah, but a person who comes and says, there's something good here. I'm going to stick with it. Eventually. Whether in that company or... I remember a guy who worked in a certain furniture company and when he was ready to go start his own company, the boss even gave him the tools and some starting capital to set him up to go start his own furniture company. But how did he get to start that furniture company? Because he worked under... Yeah, and the person he worked with was had the sense of a parent that when he was ready to go, he didn't say, get out. He gave him things to help him start. So sonship gives you access to certain graces. Now, I know we live in a generation where things like sonship are looked down upon. Because everyone wants to be their own man. Independent. Self-made. Billionaire. Original. What a lie. That's why it's taking you so long to get anywhere. Once you embrace sonship, speed comes. Because then it's a grace. It's not something you're working on. You know there are things you're trying to work on which people worked on long ago and finished. All you need to come is attach yourself to that thing and speed. Yeah. When, when I, not when, in fact in my life as a pastor I realized that anything good that ever happened to me and to this church is because of becoming a son to some people. 
Yeah. First of all, I I became a son to Uncle Ben and Auntie Joy, who were our pastors in St. Francis. While still there, and when I left to start the church, I did not cease to be a son. I didn't say, now that I'm not in your church, may it be made known unto you, I am no longer your son. Bye-bye. You know that stupidity, and a lot of people have done that. You know that's why we have lots of small, insignificant churches spread all over the place. People lack the humility to say, look, even what I'm going to do out here, I would never be able to know to do it if it were not for you. So I want to acknowledge and behave like a son. And our treating Uncle Ben and Auntie Joy as a, a father and mother, Pastor Ari is not here. She's visiting worship service in Aquero. So they are blessed. That was the first point. And so we had I had access to certain graces. Amen. And then Andrew Mark, wonderful teacher of the word. And I decided and at that time we didn't even know what it is. We didn't even have the language for it. But in my heart I looked at Andrew Mark as a father. I didn't call him that. I didn't have the language for that, but I never, yeah. And the grace to teach. Yeah, the word of God, grace and faith. That's why this is a grace church. If you're here and you think that you earn your salvation, you're in the wrong place. No one deserves anything. We get the best we don't deserve, and all the worst we deserve is put on Jesus. That's grace the point of faith is to receive that because if you don't believe it, it won't work for you even though it's true then came Mike Breen discipleship ah I converted my relationship it wasn't I didn't take him as some guy who has written some nice books on discipleship, no that wasn't going to help me Ha ha ha. Do you know what I sense? Like I have to finish this message next week. Yeah, because if I try to rush to point four, we will not get any sense out of it. So you have to come back. And you have to bring someone else. So my and all these people I'm telling you, I've made every effort. I mean, Uncle Ben. Andrew Womack going to his conferences, seeking him out. Is Anwar who ordained me? Yeah. Mike Breen. I remember the first time we went to see Mike Breen one on one. We were late by 30 minutes. But we had an appointment for one hour. So we only had 30 minutes. You know, you've gone to another country, traveled to another city, then taken a car ride for like two and a half hours. 30 minutes. Yeah, that was it. But we were determined. And now, there are a, thou- a thousand something mission committees in worship service. Do you know why they are there? Because of that. It's a grace. 
It's a grace. Yeah, if I'd said, ah, we all, we all know something we can do here. Yeah, the other, well, we would not be a missional church. We would not be a discipleship church. The only reason we're a discipleship church is we convert, we had to receive the grace. Because these are people who had already worked through these issues with all their problems and they had succeeded. And so there was no point. You know, when you're wise, you use other people's failures for your own benefit. You don't wait to have your own. Uh, yeah. Then John Maxwell, leadership. And others along the way, Rick and Bev Mariel. They are the first ones to open my mind a little bit about church planting. And now Bishop Doug, you know, like to not just lead a small church with a few churches that is trying out to make a difference, but the grace to operate at a certain level of ministry. Clearly from Bishop Doug. Because two years ago, before I started following Bishop Doug, we were 15 churches, we were okay, we were trying. You couldn't say we were failures, but many of you didn't know about us. Two years later, 70 churches, moving fast, growing, believing God for 3,000 churches. Bishop Doug has done 4,000 in 94 countries. That, that's a grace. Yeah. You will not find many organizations that are in 94 countries. Mm. <laughs> so, I, in all these scenarios, I have had to convert from he's a good preacher. He's a great pastor. He writes good books. He teaches pastors well too. Mm. Because you know inheritance is for sons. Yeah. Not onlookers. Yeah. And there is spiritual inheritance the same way there is physical inheritance. Many of the things that you will experience in life, the good stuff mostly is an inheritance. Yeah, you find that you being saved is a result of many layers of people who have brought the gospel what walked through forests. So you can't jump around and say we are special, we are the first ones, we know how to read Greek and Hebrew. No. You have to humble yourself. That's why even salvation requires humbling yourself to say, ah, I can't save myself. I can't heal my sins. You know, Paul writes and says that, oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Have, have you ever been there and you're doing something wrong? And you know it is wrong, but for some reason, you can't stop yourself from doing it. Oh, there's nothing as frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. And in case you're thinking I'm talking about extreme stuff only, like, I don't know what, yeah. Have you ever gone to a, a buffet line <laughs> and you've told yourself two greens, about one green, one meat, 
one protein, one meat, some roughage. Yeah. Yeah. I've read enough of Dr. Kasenene's tweets this time. Yeah. You go with determination. You are like Ndimugumu. I'm strong. I'm going to be strong. Ah. Then those beautiful ladies behind the dishes start smiling. And then they open. And while you were deciding, you hadn't smelt anything. Now, the aromas, the look, what the thing looks like, your whole system is confused. Mike Tyson said, everyone has a plan until you're punched in the face. You came knowing this. I'm going to take the guy on, do this, this, left hook, right hook. Wah. Boom. Then, then you're wondering, the guys in the stands, why are they moving around? <laughs> you're like, who's spinning the building? Man, you just got hit. By the time you get to the other end <laughs> of the line hey. overwhelming overflowing more than a good <laughs> groundnut sauce chapati pineapple watermelon chicken soup beef pork yeah even the thing you don't know what it is you said ah, ah but this one I don't know it it qualifies to be added hey yams then you start staggering to your table you know and it's like ready or not here I come make way <laughs> the plate is coming. People are seeing the plate, they can't see the, the, the owner. <laughs> yeah, if I tell the guy of the drinks, uh, hold for me. <laughs> but you planned to only eat. 200 grams 300 grams of food ah. and usually you, you realize the damage you've done when you try to stand up because when you're seated you are not realizing what you're doing you just then you try to stand up and say is life we do all the things to ourselves we know we should be doing but for the grace of God and God keeps loving us and keeps and says I will help you I will help you but you have to be willing to be helped yeah have you ever been there what has happened to my time and and then you know you, you know you're talking to your spouse and you know don't say that thing don't you're not going to say that thing 
because it's going to result into four days of yeah before you know it we all need help sonship gives you access to grace things you cannot do and then you're able to do because of where you are Many of you in this church, you, are, you have disciples. You have, why? Because you are in, the, in this church. If you are not, you, that, that wouldn't be your situation. Yeah, you, there wouldn't be people who, who you call spiritual children. But because you've humbled yourself and said, ah, I, I, I want to serve. I want to be a disciple. Or whatever word you want to use. That's also what enables you to make disciples. To do something, you must be submitted to the same grace. To transfer, you can't transfer a grace you're not submitted to. It can't work. Amen. You've understood. Part two next week. Amen. Why don't we stand and pray? Hey, thank you, Father. Thank you for your kindness. Just pray, talk to God, and thank Him for the different graces that He's bestowed upon you through different people or directly, whichever way. Thank you, Lord, for your kindness. Thank you that we get to know you, to serve you, to walk in joy of the Holy Spirit, to surrender things that are too heavy for us to you because you are our Father and you know us in and out. So we bless you. We honor you. May your name be praised. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now, there are people here and you've struggled with sonship. It may even be at the workplace. I'm not, I'm not saying go call your boss daddy. He will even wonder, eh? Where did you spend the weekend? But you know what I'm talking about. And some of you, it's even with your own natural parents. It's crazy that you can struggle with sonship when you have a real father to your own. You would think it's if the guy produced you and even you look alike, there should be a problem. I've found that there are problems all over the place. So, if you are a lady, uh, convert sonship, daughterhood, okay? Don't say, they are dealing with only the men. But you've struggled with sonship, maybe at your workplace. Think about your boss. You know, you may think they're a bad person, but they took the risk to start the business. They take all the hard decisions and they, they commit to pay you to do your part scripture teaches about that eh? maybe you've struggled with sonship at home maybe you've struggled with sonship in the ministry your mission or community leader or your zonal pastor or your pastor or even someone who discipled you at some stage I want to pray with you. Amen.
because it's all by grace on our own we can't do anything that's why Paul said oh wretched man that I am who will deliver me from this body of death and says but I thank God through Jesus Christ you see the beautiful thing about salvation is that the things we cannot do God enables us he's the one who does them he says for it is God who works in us both to will, just to think about it that you should think about your parents a certain way and to do plus the action according to his good pleasure so because of time and Ebola protocols will not ask you to come forward anything just put your hand up, I want to pray with you where you are you're like, I, I want to this sonship thing, I want to solve it just put it up, put it up straight amen, thank you Lord thank you just keep it up as we pray. Thank you, Father, for your children whose hands are raised because they are acknowledging an area of need. Even at all the other locations and hosting centers, as I pray, please put your hand up. Father, I pray for healing. Your word declares that you'll send Elijah and that he will reconcile the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers lest you curse the earth with a curse father I thank you because we are not under the curse but we are under the blessing and because we are under the blessing we recognize the blessing of sonship in the different spaces where we are give us the wisdom to humble ourselves and receive certain people as parents whether natural parents or people who we work with or people we serve with in the ministry in different spaces open our eyes open our eyes and help us I know you will help us so we give ourselves to you we ask for your help heal us from the past wounds that have caused us to be cautious about certain relationships and give us, give us a great hope and a great future. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Do you receive that? Now, I would like to pray. You're here. Everyone is praying. Everyone praying. And you have never accepted sonship to God. You have never given your life to Jesus to be born again. You can't say for sure that I know God as a father. You know him as a creator. You may know him as a miracle worker. Maybe has done some things for you in the past. But you cannot describe God as a father. Because you've not come to the knowledge of Jesus. This is not about going to church. You can go to church. And God is not really your father. You're just a church member. So I want to pray with you this morning. I want you to convert your religious relationship of going to church to a father-son or a father-daughter relationship where God is your father. The Bible says that those who received him, those who believed him, he gave the right to become children of God, not church members. This is not about which church. Children of God. Amen. So if you're there, just put your hand up. I want to pray with you to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Thank you for those hands. I see them. Anyone else? Anyone else? Thank you. I see those hands.
thank you. Can you come here? You are so special. I really want you to come where I am. I want to pray with you here at the front. Just come. Can we celebrate them as they come? Is there anyone else? You're saying, I'm, I'm, I'm not just going to go to church. You can stand there. Just stand there facing this way. I want to convert my relationship with God from being an attender of a church to being a son, a daughter of God. More people are coming. Don't stop clapping. Some people are coming from upstairs, I think. Just keep coming. Just keep coming. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Welcome, my brothers and sisters. The most important thing for us is to be children of God. Because that's what gives us access to whatever God has access to. Any more people? Amen. We, st- we still have time. We are out of time, but for you, we still have time. Anyone else? You're saying, I'm, I want to receive God as a father through Jesus. It is Jesus Christ who gives us access to God the Father. Amen? Amen. Can we pray with our brothers and sisters? Just pray what I pray. You pray after me. Is that okay? Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for this morning. Today, I choose to give my life to you. I receive God as a father. I convert my relationship from just being a churchgoer being a child of God fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me walk this journey Amen Amen. can we celebrate these wonderful people now that's Pastor Steve just go with him over there just briefly yeah? we won't take your contact so we can be able to minister to you Amen have you enjoyed garage this morning now remember not to go without having a drink on us. Yeah, there are drinks on the house. This is a good church. Yeah. Don't go thirsty. Back there, when you get out, there will be drinks. What? It's even drizzling. Uh, so, even the more so. Now, if you want more advanced drinks, like coffee, what, snacks, there is Brin Cafe. Open, ready to serve you. Amen. And also, you can take someone out to the Brin Cafe. I think that's a good thing, right? Amen. So thank you, Father, for your loving kindness. We address every sickness in this house and those watching online and command sickness off your bodies, out of your minds, out of your emotions. We speak reconciliation to your relationships. And may the joy of the Lord be your strength because it is. So may God bless you and cause his face to shine on you and give you peace. And may he open doors for you. May he lift you when you're low. May he guard you and guide you in every scenario, in every situation. And may he be the father to you that he has promised to be. In Jesus' name, amen. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever Amen
you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555. We're taking territory.